on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. You're listening to The Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark with me, June Rollins, with Rachel Repper, and now with our guest, Sarah Willis. Welcome, Sarah. Lovely to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be here on Sunday morning, bright and early. I know. Yes. Were you were you well behaved last night? You know, one small I sherry. Was very very boringly well behaved. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got you in the studio to talk to us about all things um, end of life celebrations. Is how yeah, I yeah. phrased it. Yeah. So what, what do we actually call you? I'm a civil funeral celebrant. I belong to the Institute of Civil Funerals and on my badge it says I'm a M-I-C-F, which is a m- mice, <laughs> when people see it from a distance. That's a great But acronym. yes, that's what I trained us. I've got, I, I was saying earlier about having an NVQ level four <laughs> in being a civil funeral in, celebrant. In saying goodbye to people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it shows people that I have had training in, in actually how to manage it and all, the, all aspects of it, yeah. Brilliant. So tell us about how you came to be doing this and, and what training did you have to go through? Uh, well, many, many years ago, my husband died when I was a young woman and his funeral was dreadful. And, you know, since the year, in, in all the years afterwards, it sort of haunted me. Then um, I've worked with bereavement care for many years and setting up services for bereaved children and families. And so got to see that perspective of people who'd been... I would damage is perhaps too too strong a word, but shattered by what a, a bad funeral. Yeah, and and bad funerals are not really anybody's fault. It's just trying to work it out. Um, then well, the terrible thing about funerals is you you only do it once, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no rehearsals. That, there's no, yeah, there's no rehearsals. <laughs> no. Anyway, sorry. And it's on. really it's really weird actually because when it happened to me, I, you know, actually when I look back, I got a bit power crazed. You know, like what do I want to do? You know, which hymns do I want and all this sort of thing. And and you don't haven't had any practice in it, so actually that's where my role can be very important because I'm helping people work their way through it and the funeral directors as well they're very good the funeral arrangers in terms of sorting out what you want to do do you want the curtains closed at the crematorium do you want to leave them open um you know do you want to speak do you want me to say something for you and it's that's that's i think that's a lot of my job really guiding people and helping them to do what they want and encouraging them to do it, actually do it themselves as much as possible yeah. i like to fade into the background really it's not my show it's the families yeah uh, and it's a what they what they want to do and i can't really remember where we started with this Rachel, but your i think training. it was where my training. Your training yeah my training was um uh, yeah i trained with a, a company which the, where the actual the um director of it set up the whole concept of an institute of a civil funeral oh. and uh, with various academics and things and um yeah started providing training i think because everybody knew there was a real gap in the market because you have humanists who actually have their own belief system which is about no religion at all no yeah you know uh, and various religious beliefs but there's nothing in the middle which is about the person and i think people were very conscious that nowadays i think we're much more about the person what they've achieved yeah what we want to remember the importance they had in our lives and how they helped to shape it and things like that so that's where civil funerals fit in really it's about focusing on the person and the family and how they would like to celebrate their passing and so then, june and i yeah. were talking before you came in about planning our own funerals oh, absolutely, um, yeah 
I don't know how well you know June, but she's an absolute yeah. she's an absolute <laughs> control freak. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of quite like to be uh, in control of my own brand as well. Yeah. So, what's your view in terms of people planning their own? Absolutely, yes. Funerals? Do it as much as possible. Do as much as you can, but also leave space for the people you care about, the people in your life, to have their contribution as well. But I think it is. It, you know, you, you you know how you want to be remembered. Other people may remember you in different ways. Mm. What may, you know, the things that were important to you that you achieved or that you did um, may be very different from the ones other people see. It's like your children, isn't it? It's when your children start saying, oh, mum. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't know you as the person who goes to work. It's everybody sort yeah. of talks about and and so it's important i think to have that it's like meeting little old ladies isn't it and you think oh she's sweet and then you find out she was a doctor of philosophy at cambridge university or something could yeah, wipe yeah. the floor with you you know if you <laughs> and um yeah you just have to keep that in mind so plan 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 june oh yeah, i don't think there's any danger of june not planning <laughs> <laughs> we, we were saying before that um my control issues and of which i have a lot um (laughs) (laughs) probably would center on them getting the copyright in the copy correct you know in in the um, order of service i would be very unhappy looking down from above if somebody put an apostrophe in the wrong place on my last piece of work or the last piece of work related yeah and and, and do something different make it sort of uh, you know even simple things like why did you choose this but that particular song you know uh, um and just little bits and pieces well i'll perhaps tell you the songs that i've chosen in a little while so we're back here in the studio on girls around town with june rowlands and our guest sarah willis um talking all things funeral or um non-religious funeral death celebration (laughs) (laughs) death celebration is that even well (laughs) well more and more i'm calling it a celebration of life what i do yes rather than than mourning a death celebration (laughs) celebrating life So uh, we've got Sarah here. Um, we were chatting earlier about making our own plans because um, June and I are a little bit control freak. June a bit more than me, mm. but we've decided that's a that's a good way to go. Um, and then I just was talking about living funerals, which I kind of quite like the the idea of. Mm. Um, and um, this is where you actually have your ceremony before you die. Mm. So have you done any of those at all, Sarah? I haven't done any of those. No, I mean most of my work comes is directed through through funeral directors, so so they tend to work after death but i think that's a really good idea yeah Uh, i I think it's a great idea yeah absolutely Uh, i mean uh, yeah because you are celebrating life and it would be lovely to have all your friends around and talking you know because it's it's once you're dead you don't you know you can't hear them well exactly basic thing to say but you know yeah and you know i hate to miss a party (laughs) well i'm exactly the same i think it should be about celebrating your life sharing with everybody yeah it's a great idea and i think it's come from people who have been uh, who've had cancer mm. who've been in the position that they've uh, mm. wanted to actually sort of have that celebration before mm. so do you fancy that june a, a um, living funeral well yes i suppose it, it would be in some ways the ultimate way of controlling things wouldn't it because you would be <laughs> I, i'm sorry i i am just so um tunnel visiony here aren't i Are you can have you a know? bouncer on the door and get this <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely yes yes and everybody will have to have their invitations to hand you know to yeah. i mean you may laugh actually but sometimes they do have to have sort of almost like bouncers on the doors at funerals you know because we actually don't want that person coming I want oh, really to talk a little bit about this when we have had our really. break. So, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. It sounds like there might be um, something 
good stories. The, right. <laughs> we, we will come to that in a few minutes. As, as uh, Rachel says, we're going to take a short break because we have to go for the news headlines, of course, at 11 o'clock. So we'll do that and then we will be back with more music. But more importantly, we'll be talking to Sarah about some of the aspects of civil celebrant life and um, some of the in Rachel's terms, some of the funny stories, I think, by the sounds of things. That's all to come. If you're listening to The Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark with me, June Rollins, also with Rachel Rapper and our guest, Sarah Willis, we're talking about civil ce- civil ceremonies, most specifically civil funerals. And we're going to pick up from where we left off in the previous hour, right now. Yeah, so um, Sarah is helping us understand what what are really the rules and the conventions around funerals, because there are so many, aren't there, that we assume, actually, somebody dies, they've got to be buried by the following Friday. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of how yeah, we see it. Yeah. And we have, to ha- we have to do things in a certain way, um, but it's not the case at all. So I'm really interested, since you've been celebrating... Um, 11 years now, it's 11th year anniversary this year yeah so so can you bust some myths for us maybe Uh, yeah um and i'm going to talk about bodies now but uh you know one of the things is actually that you need to think about is the disposal of the body how is the body going to be disposed of is it going to be cremated is it going to be buried now one of the new things or one of the things that's really um growing i think and david bowie had it perhaps that's why is this whole idea of direct cremation where the body is taken to be cremated uh, before anybody even thinks about what kind of ceremony or celebration they're going to have and um that leaves you free to do all sorts of things at the moment ceremonies are usually tied to a crematorium a cemetery chapel or a church whereas if you if you don't have to if you're not thinking about what to actually do with the body after the service or if you don't want the body there during the service then you can do different things yeah. and i think it's it's the it's the way it's going to go really so you said think. It, it goes um so i've been to a few things where it's been a memorial service yeah. that's maybe being held yeah. six so that's months the, the, yeah. after yeah. There's, yeah. there's still been the funeral service and then there's been a, yeah. a, a memorial which has been a bit more planned but I, I kind of like the idea of that yeah and i think uh, you know memorial service or you can simply have a you know gathering of your friends and people stand up mm. and say things at various times i'm a great believer as well in keeping it simple keep it simple as you can and as and you know as so that it feels right for you as well i mean i think yours would probably be a party (laughs) jones would be i I don't know very controlled very very organized oh yes i've got a funeral pyre a firework display a band a gospel choir i've got quite i've got quite a lot in mind (laughs) anything but simple (laughs) my mum doesn't want anything Uh, i'm not quite sure how i'm going to tackle that one she says no i don't want anything don't want anything uh, um, but uh, you know it's actually she doesn't want people standing up talking about her and, <laughs> and that's fair enough you know whereas I would like everybody yeah. standing up and saying how nice I was oh good I'm glad you're the same me. Miss me yeah. And, yeah. yeah yeah and I think um, yeah the, the sort of person you are I think reflects the kind of ceremony you are but I do think you have to leave space in that for the other people in your yes. life you know children parents yeah. and um you know so they, they get an opportunity but um so on yeah. that point the yeah. leaving space for the children the parents i mean i was sharing a story with you that my very best friend her father who i was very close to died very suddenly about 15 years ago and because it was a sudden death there was a three-week period because i had to be an autopsy and what they said 
with hindsight, that was a fantastic opportunity because it gave mm. them uh, the time to grieve mm. prior to having to go through the funeral and farewell mm. service. They are Roman Catholics, so mm. they they always wanted to have a, a church um, service. And do you know what? It was amazing. Mm. What they said was it would not have been like that had they not had those three weeks of being absolutely grief-stricken in advance. Mm. Have you got a perspective on that, Sarah? I, I think it's absolutely right. I mean, I think that you, nowadays you do have to wait, you generally have to wait a bit longer for, for a service than just within the week. Um, anyway, simply because of pressure on, you know, timetables and things like that. But, um, yeah, I think it's absolutely right. You do get people who, who want to get things done as quickly as possible because, you know, that puts it in a package and it's moved it on and they, they don't have to think about it anymore. Whereas, actually, in fact, that's the wrong reaction yeah. to have, really, I think, generally, although it works for some people. But, yeah, to have time to think about it, to uh, explore different options. I know when my husband died... Uh, you know, we did everything very quickly and, and um, I made choices that I really wish I hadn't made, yeah. you know, and um, I didn't ask people to talk, you know, whereas, you know, it would have been lovely if some of his friends had stood, been able to stand up and the, people need time to th work their way through that. You know, your instant reaction is, oh, no, I couldn't do that. But actually, give yourself a week, 10 days. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you time to mull over it, to talk to people and to deal with that initial grief and shock because i think often you you it's almost post-traumatic stress yeah you i see people sometimes sitting there almost rigid and it's a very it's a very surreal experience as well because um you know obviously the person who's died is the center of attention but also you know as a widow or the close family you are suddenly the center of attention and people are all asking you questions and people are being nice to you and it's yeah. it's a very unreal situation and um yeah i think anything that gives you time to just sort of explore things and think through things and um listen yeah listen if you're a reader read through things and um yeah just give time to consider what you'd like what you what you'd like to happen mm. and then to be brave enough to say well actually no i don't want that i want this mm. as i say my mum doesn't want anything i don't know how quite how we're going to tackle that but i'm sure there will be a way to handle it yeah. Well, my dad um, has been very clear. So, despite being um, Church of England vicar, he wants to be buried in a loincloth. Uh, yes, he he has the philosophy of as, as I came into this world, I want to leave. But um, he's famously never without a vest. He's very worried about his chest. <laughs> yes. um, so he had uh, pneumonia when he was in the Marines many years ago, um, and is obsessed. And I said, rang him the, uh, on Thursday and said, "How are you doing, Dad?" Um, how you enjoying the weather? Yes, gosh, it's lovely and warm. Absolutely sweltering up here. Has the vest gone yet? <laughs> he said, no, I've still got the vest on. So, so I'm going to really struggle because to... So I, said, I actually said this to him on the phone on Thursday, funnily enough, because um, uh, he was reminding me he wanted to be buried. I don't know why he was reminding me that he wanted to be buried in this loincloth. And I said, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it without putting a vest on. Because it just won't, it won't feel right for you to, to no, leave this think, world without yeah. a vest. Yes, I think the vest. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a, it's very personal, isn't it? How people want to depart this world. One of the most uh, fab things I was thinking about it this morning. It was was um, it, lots of people have allotments, don't they? And and have it. You can get cauliflower wreaths 
now yes. which i think are fabulous yeah and the things that people put in coffins you know you know chocolate lollipops runner beans and things like that and it is it's i mean actually it's ancient it's no different to the vikings no isn't it? it isn't it isn't <laughs> you know in iron age burials you find people with all this stuff and then we we do have this yeah i think the vest is a definite definite Bonus. You won't be able to argue about it, will you, Rachel? No, I know, but I, but maybe I should actually stand by his wishes and just stick Perhaps to the Perhaps you could fold it up neatly and put it in a corner. My poor grandmother, who was a very stylish lady, I went to, she was the first dead person I ever saw, and I went to the, yeah. I was probably about um, 18, went to the funeral parlour, and I went with my mum, and we were quite emotional about it, and um, we turned up absolutely shocked to anything, because there she was, lying in baby pink, nylon nighty that the funeral parlour had put her in <laughs> oh, she never God. wore pink she never wore man-made fibres it was absolutely hideous and they'd made her up as well yeah. and she's got this sort of baby pink lipstick it was it was, uh, it was something I will never forget yeah. anyway it was quite good because we um, didn't feel traumatised by um, her death as a consequence of that yeah. experience it was a yeah. it was a distraction it was yeah. it was almost as if it was somebody else it, yes it yeah, was yeah. it was yeah. it was so see yeah. that's interesting you're talking about viewing a body i have never viewed a dead body at all i didn't see my husband because i knew mm. that the memory that i would have would be of that that rather than the person he was mm. and i think that's a very good example of 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 the usefulness of time because actually um Often people will say, no, no, I don't want to do that. And then after a week, they'll say, yeah, I really yeah. would like to see him. Yeah. And, and sometimes it can be too, too late. So, yeah. you, you, you know, giving yourself the benefit of time and to, to think about what you want to do and what other people want to do is, is very useful. Really good point. Yeah. It, it, it all comes back to this this point we made earlier that there is there is no rehearsal for this. You know, no. You've got one time to do no. it. And if you don't do if you don't get it right that time then you could spend the rest of your own life thinking oh, i wish or i should or yeah. you know it wasn't um, i mean funeral directors i think are very much better generally um that's so sorry, sorry funeral directors by better generally now <laughs> um but no no i you know they genuinely are trying to do their best and probably you know when people are in you know post post in grief and and post somebody's the closest person they, they they have to them has died it's very difficult to work your way through but i think you're not putting boxes anything like to the same extent i mean there are a lot of civil funeral celebrants out there now mm. doing trained in different ways and with different things and that you know although it <laughs> mean less work for me um nevertheless um it means that people have got choices and mm. people do try and match you up with with somebody who suits you mm. you know i'm a fairly upbeat person who likes to think about a celebration of life likes a bit of humor in the service and things like that that might be totally wrong for somebody mm. and um I, I appreciate that you know i'm not everybody's cup of tea most people i thought <laughs> not not everybody so we're back in the studio with Sarah Willis talking about death and having a good funeral and a good farewell to this world and people that we love. Um, we talk about really nice stuff and how the rules are, well, there aren't rules really, how people are starting to explore things they actually want to do. We, uh, what I want to talk about now is dealing with conflict in families. Mm. Um, I presume that when it comes to a death in the family that's normally the time when t either tensions that have been bubbling surface or if there has been a um 
uh, there's been a relationship breakdown mm-hmm. um, and people haven't seen one another maybe for years and then this, this death happens, suddenly that's no longer avoidable. How do you, as somebody who is a celebrant, deal with that and any advice for, for families out there? Um, very sensitively, I hope, I deal with it. Um, I think that um, every person who dies, every person is a different person to somebody else. They have different relationships with everybody in their family and, as you say, there's breakdowns and um, conflicts. Um, in terms of planning a funeral, I try as far as possible to get everybody's voices in there. I actually try, if possible, and bear in mind that I'm employed by a particular member of the family to do the funeral. So sometimes I have been asked to do a service where I can actually see people at the back shaking their heads, you mm. know, like, who is she talking about? Um, but generally, what, what I try to do is get everybody's perspective included and I will actually try and say at the beginning, say something about, you know, obviously there have been tensions for everybody, there's been conflict, but, you know, we're going to try and bring everybody in here and and talk about this. Sometimes it's impossible to do. Sometimes people are shut out and then, I, you know, you can suggest things like, you know, well, perhaps you can speak at the wake afterwards or the reception afterwards perhaps sometimes i'll actually say well perhaps you need to write a letter write a letter ask if you can put it in the in the coffin or um you know perhaps just write the letter and burn it in your garden while thinking about it mm-hmm. um but it is very difficult because um i don't know if i've mentioned it before but it is something about who do you belong to when you're yeah. dead um, uh, you know, somebody you can be living with somebody for for years and years and years, and then when they die, you find suddenly you've got no rights in terms of um, organising their funeral. Mm. It get, passes over to somebody else. I mean, it's I interesting. Think, I've got stepchildren, yeah. so I'm really mindful that whilst mm. I'm uh, my husband's wife, yeah. and he is the father of my son, mm. he's also uh, the father of three other children. Yeah, he also has an ex-wife. Yeah, you know, with he spent I've, twenty uh, years quite, with. <laughs> I've had quite a few funerals being organised by ex-wives. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, we, uh, well, when we were in India, um, Dean was really ill, and um, I went. I woke up one morning, and he'd been very poorly the day before, and I couldn't hear his breathing. <laughs> and um, Fred was obviously with us. And I lay there and I lay there and I thought I can't hear him at all. I really can't hear him, and he'd been really bad chest infection and i lay there i thought right he's died <laughs> he's died so there's gonna be an awful lot to do why are we laughing why are we laughing <laughs> inconsiderate are we? Yeah. In the no, honestly, this is what i did but this is coming back to talking about you know how you have to consider everybody yeah. so i was thinking right fred's fred's in his bed last person i need to tell is fred because he's gonna be absolutely distraught right yeah. so who do i have to tell it's the kids in england yeah. um they'll handle the ex-wife mm. julie da, 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 da. and then and then i was and was as I was lying there, because you kind of don't want to hit the reality, because I knew my world would change mm. once mm. he was actually dead. Mm. <laughs> my world would change. So I thought, right, I'm going to do all my scenario planning as I'm lying here. <laughs> and, um, and then suddenly I heard... <laughs> <laughs> Laughed about it, <laughs> yeah. but no. So, yeah. so no. You're absolutely right. You, the, the, there is always more than just you. And you yeah. said earlier that we need to 
um, those of us who are control freaks, we need to make space yeah. for the other people that have been and in our lives. And be aware that some people won't make space. Yeah. That, you know, that can be quite hard where, no, I won't have them say anything at the funeral, I won't have them anything to... Mm. Where, you know, they actually say, no, you can't come to the funeral. Yes. That, that's quite difficult because funerals are traditionally public affairs. But... Uh, yeah, it, it can happen. And I, I would just say, try and sort all this out before you... You know, actually, life's too short, really. It is really too short to get caught up in all these animosities and everything else. And Well, my mum's just been sad. in touch to say, um, first of all, she's enjoying the show. <laughs> when your mum enjoys the show, isn't it? Um, but um, she is attending what's called a death cafe. Oh, yeah. Or organising oh, yes, a I, I, death I've cafe. Seen, yeah. I've seen things yeah. about it online. Yeah, all yeah. of them, I should yes, say. Yes, I've met the girl who started them off. So do you want to tell us about it? Well, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to sit and talk about death over coffee and cakes, really, which is absolutely right. One of my, I always say that one of my favourite things when I used to work in London was getting on the train and sitting next to somebody and they'd say to you, and what do you do? <laughs> And, you know, you'd see their face fall. But it was absolutely great because actually um, I hope that there is very little about death that I can't talk about. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to talk about it. I think it's, I mean, it's the only, you know, they say, you know, death and taxes being born and all that sort of stuff. But it's just fascinating. Oh, it's I fascinating stuff. Death. And that's and, what and a if, death and if it cafe does. And if the conversation yeah. comes with coffee and cake, well, I mean, you're, <laughs> absolutely. you're an absolute winner, aren't you? And it's you? Trying, to, trying to open it up. And the, day, the, the, whole, the whole thing about Death Cafe is that it does open it up. It puts it in a different setting. People can sit and chat. And you can... There's lots of things. Laugh, you know, death is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. Mm. I think that's one of the things that I always... You know, the idea that somebody can be here one minute yes. and gone the next is just so absolutely ludicrous yeah and um uh, you know and possibly that's what's kept me going over the years Mm. that actually it's a it's a cosmic joke Mm. and um but death cafes going back to death cafes yeah um there it's interesting that they don't get publicized much yeah, you see, my mum's in Lancashire, so yeah. I don't know if there are any round here, but we'll uh, we'll have to do some research. I think some of the hospices do yes. do do, mm. do run them. I'm, I'm sure I've seen something on yeah. my Facebook page inviting people to yeah. one. So, yeah. um, although I've got obviously Facebook friends all over the place, so it could be out of out of the area. But mm. I mean, people do don't generally want to talk about death. Really, you could people say if only they knew. If only they knew. But yeah, people do know, but they just really don't want to engage with it in most cases. Um, I, so I, I, to encourage them, really. Yeah, and I'm big into planning wills as well. Yeah. And before we went travelling around the world, cause I, because I've got stepchildren, um, and we wanted, we, we had to make reciprocal wills, um, uh, we actually got all the kids together for Sunday lunch, and we took them through our wills. Mm-hmm. And the basis was... If they didn't like what was in the wills, then we could all have the argument about it now. <laughs> because I can't imagine anything worse than oh, I think you've that's got really grief good idea. and trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly it's, well, why so and so got this? And why hasn't so and so got that? And um, I think it worked really well. <laughs> um, so, you know. Because I think it is really complicated. Nowadays, people can have multiple relationships, yes. multiple marriages. Yeah. And it is 
very very complicated and you've got children involved we had to think about guardianship yeah. you know yeah. so if dean yeah. and i had died in india on a bus somewhere yeah. you know, we might have put poppy my elder stepdaughter down as guardian she'd have gone well blimey i've got too much <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah so i think you know we should we should be able to have these conversations um, yeah. and i think it will it makes it well easier. i think a death cafe is on the agenda then shouldn't we Great. have to have one super with cake for yes. with cake absolutely for yes cake. We, we will check it out and find out if there's one nearby and we'll have a bit of a shower after one, we could shall have, we? We could have our own. <laughs> yes. Is there a reason why not? you can't set one up yourself? I think, I think we need to talk music for, yeah. for funerals. Have you got a funeral song specially for you, June, that you fancy? I have my three. Well, oh, um, go on. My, my playlist is fully um, sorted. <laughs> right, I am going to start with a piece of music from one of my favourite movies, which is Dirty Dancing, and <laughs> the piece of music is well, I've Had the Time of My Life. That's that's yes, a good, good one. one. Yeah. So that, that is the one where the coffin comes in. Oh, <laughs> Halfway through the ceremony, when we have we take a break, the way we do on the show, you know, let's yeah. take a break for a piece of music yeah. right we'll now. Reflect on our yes. best memories. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, because it is halfway through, I'm going to have a piece of music by one of my uh, favourite artists from way, way back, who I was in love with as a young um, teenager, I guess, Billy Fury and halfway to paradise because by then i will be you see not quite there but on my way and then finally my favorite song of all time as i go into the flames or carried out i haven't decided whether i'm going to be created or not but yeah approximately anyway um my favorite um song of all time will be the moody blues and it's go now because that's what i will be doing <laughs> i will be going either as i say to be cremated or to be buried so that is my playlist mm. that's a good one yes good one yep. very good what about you have you got a uh, playlist oh yeah i've got um gracie fields was a good one wish me luck as you wave me goodbye because yes. <laughs> everybody can yes. so that's really yeah. good um uh, i me think about some other ones um, it, length and words you have to think carefully about words because simply the best is, is is one that's quoted a lot but in actual fact if you listen to the words it's very um, they're not right words for the they're not the right words for a funeral at all um, Morecambe and Wise Bring Me Sunshine is one that always makes me smile and it's yeah. those sorts of those sorts of songs. I can't think of any other ones. There's one called Dust in the Wind, which is sort of, <laughs> sort of um, sung by one of those German Euro groups, yeah. uh, hard rock groups, which is, is really quite fun. <laughs> but, um, what's about you, Rachel? Um, well, I want to, my funeral pyre, because I don't know if I've said this already, yeah, but I want yes, to be burned yeah. in my funeral pyre. Yeah, I'll start saving the logs. And then exactly, start saving the logs. And um, I'm going to have Shine On You Crazy Diamond, Pink yeah. Floyd, the sort of 12-inch version. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And this needs to be done at night. So, yeah. you know, it's the dark night sky as the funeral mm-hmm. pyre goes up mm-hmm. and there's Pink Floyd blasting out Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Mm. Um, and then somewhere in my ceremony, I'd like to have I'm On A Road To Nowhere come on inside yeah um and just because it's my favorite song hotel california yeah so there's just something about what's the music that it speaks to me through my life that i really enjoy yeah Mm. yeah i think i'd probably like a bit of temptations or four tops in there as well some boppy music as well Uh, some of the best funerals i've done are ones where people have been northern soul fans because they've been really good um dean wants frank zappa so that's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I think 
yeah it's it's quite interesting one of the one of the interesting things about a celebrant is of course if you you have a completely different perspective on the funeral to the people who are sitting there because you're <laughs> looking at people yeah. as they look i mean it can be a bit disconcerting because sometimes you're sitting there listening to music listening to the music and everybody's facing you and you suddenly realize what have i been doing with my face have i been <laughs> looking round? you know so th- that's sort of but you can also see <coughs> i can see people and you know see the impact of the music on them yeah you know and and actually it is quite good because you can fade the music because once people start sitting and going like this to the make your face yeah yeah then you can fade it yeah um but it is it, it is interesting people's different reactions to different pieces of music i find music really emotional it really stirs me so mm. sometimes i've only got to hear a few bars of something mm. and if i'm if i'm feeling a bit mm. emotional already and it's mm. the wrong or the right song mm. <laughs> that's it within five seconds and it mm. happens in movies and stuff mm. like that as well talking all things death and how to have a have a, how to have a good farewell to this world um sarah any disasters in the time that you've been doing this job yeah a lot really <laughs> um some of which i won't talk about if i could just preface everything i say with this actually they're all learning experiences that i really take great care that um i they make me do better next time um uh, the some disasters you can't really think about of course we're very much a visual sort of society now and people love slideshows most of the crematoriums now have have screening facilities so that's great you can do all that sort of stuff but they used to you know we used to have sort of um uh, slideshows effectively and of course if you're having a slideshow in a church or a chapel it's very light you can't see them so uh you have a long song and lots of lots of pictures of people in rugby teams so you can't identify who they are either um but you know it's so like you can't see the picture either and those are things that uh, actually the practicalities Mm. that you need to think about now i think i'm bossy enough to say you won't be able to see this if you do that or whatever but at one time you're trying to defer to people's wishes the the other thing is that that i would say to people is yeah there are lots of things you can do now but do try and keep it as simple and straightforward and as as stress-free and accident-proof as you can um, in my fireworks and funeral pie well that's okay if you're outside but you know one of one of, one of the nice things that you people used to, i used to say for children was children can write messages on yeah. it on helium balloons and you used to see a lot of these actually going up in the sky with mm. messages you know to grandma and things up in the sky um but balloons get caught in trees you know so there you are standing in a cemetery lots of trees around the balloon goes up and it gets caught in the tree and there's the poor child there but it's interesting people have don't do that anything like as much as they used to now um the other thing is tea lights and actually it's interesting that tea lights have been seem to have been banned in most of the crematoriums and public places now because they're just a for a start people can burn themselves you know come and light a tea light you put your hand in there uh, and people get burn marks all over their wrists um but on one occasion i had a big tray of tea lights which was burning merrily away unfortunately then it all ignited um and i didn't see this for a while because i was standing up in the lectern and this was below me you know and i could see all these people looking down you know and so, so, so then i 
<laughs> sort of scooted around and blew all these tea lights out. And there were about 50 of them. So it was quite quite a job. And what's they called? What do they call light? Or have they just gone up in one... Well, if you have lots of tea lights together, I don't know if you've seen it, they sort of somehow... Make them bust flame. together, yes. Mm. I don't, I'm not sure the science of it. Yeah. Um, but what they don't... Also, the other thing is, you see, I blew them all out, then you <laughs> went back up and started all over again trying to look composed. Um, uh, but then the heat started them up again. <laughs> so then I had to go around again. And, and it was just, you know, I should have I should have known. I should have thought about it. And I don't do that again. And then the other thing is, 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 is spilling wax. Nothing like the expression on a chapel attendant's face when you've spilled wax all over their carpet. And they've got to bring their iron and brown paper in to get it all up. Um, so, yeah, actually, candles are a bit of a no-no now, which is why they have the, the flickering things. I love the idea of being in a in a sort of funeral service and it being like one of those joke birthday cake candles <laughs> <laughs> with your tea lights. You're never, uh, no. you're never extinguishing tea lights. Yeah. And then, the, the you know, there's just other things, which are just facts of life, really. Often people can't hear properly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so you're sort of going through the service and somebody shouts, I can't hear you, which is just, you know, sets you wrong. And um, people at the back, I've, I think I've said this before because it's, it just it always makes me smile, where people at the back are sort of shaking their hands like, I don't recognise this person. Yeah. I've even had one lady standing up and pointing and saying, she's not telling the truth. She's not telling the truth. <laughs> Which is um, which is just an example of fam- family conflicts, really, of, of all these things. But oh, no. um, yeah, and I, you know, I've made some, I've made some boo boos myself, which I'm very sorry, and I would just like those people to, who are affected by it to know that I wake up in the middle of the night thinking of and sweating about it, and I've done my very best to make sure they don't happen again. But it is, it's very, it's very stressful occasion because you do only get the one opportunity to 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 get it right um well lovely well i found that really interesting today appreciate you you coming in sarah and uh talking us through all things funeral if people want to get in touch and think that you are the right celebrant and i think you are the right celebrant for me to be honest (laughs) how do they how do they get in touch with you well uh, most of the funeral directors have got my details and i am a member of the institute so if they mention my name to the funeral director sarah Sarah willis yeah they will be able to get in touch with me also i'm a member of the institute of civil funerals the iocf and all my details are listed on there. In fact, if you want to find a civil celebrant, if you look on their website, there's lists of civil celebrants trained by the Institute and, and recognised by them all over the country. So that's a useful resource as well. And if you go onto the Girls Around Town website, which is girlsaroundtownonline.com, there is a blog on there at the moment, which I believe is called Celebrating Life Events, if I remember rightly. There is a link to the IO. C F. I have to get the, the initials in the right uh, in right order it, to their website anyway. Yeah, so, good. Yeah. Um, and They're I good did people. actually find that when I um, just googled you, Sarah, I went to the other one. There's a, there's another one where it takes uh, you straight yeah. to your page. I can't think what it's called. Right. Um, okay. Do you have TripAdvisor ratings? <laughs> That's another subject. We'll have to get you back in. <laughs> we will indeed. On that yeah. note, let's let's go to a, a bit more music. Sarah, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure. It. It's really nice to talk to you on a Sunday morning. <laughs>